Alright. One second, folks. Let me just do the old live tweet quote thing. And we'll be all set there. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. All right, we did it. Let's get out of there. And let's get out of here. And let's get into here. And let's say the Monday 731 bomb edition lady soccer MLB of the Bottom Line Bombs on a Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive content and things like that of contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And with that, let's get the, oh, God, I didn't get the thing. God, let me get the uh, theme music. Yes, yes, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. I hide that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, fi- I'm figuring out I'm recording. I am not in the studio today. On Monday, July 31st, by the way. I am the man in the box. Show bottom line bombs. Um, I'm not in SGP and Eagle Rock, but I am still in uh, in a box, as you can see. A luxurious box, actually. It's not really. It's a, uh, it's a fake box. But I'm still in Southern California. I'm actually at home. I'm not in. I'm, uh, call, call, I'm, I'm not calling in sick, but I am calling in uh, dangerous. Is what I'm doing. I'll go ahead and admit to you. Oh, <clears throat> We have a great show today, by the way. I should preview that before I get too into the dirty details of why I'm not in the studio. Um, going to talk about those NFL stories, Sean Payton, Jimmer, say. Going to give out some bombs towards the end of the Lady World Cup, U.S.-Portugal tonight, and a couple baseball MLB bombs for later. And, of course, a man in a box segment at the end. But real quick, let's talk about the uh, – um, well, not real quick. Let me just get into it. Yeah, so I'm not coming in. T- I'm not in the studio today because tomorrow, August first, the man in the box, your guy CJ Sullivan, is going to uh, get a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy, and so today is the day beforehand. The one everyone tells you is the worst day of the colonoscopy, where you have to cleanse. You know, you drink this formula. Although my guy has me doing some kind of like laxative combination for formulator, where you get everything out. Point is, uh, I couldn't bring this into the office. It's risky. It's touch and go. Hell, this show might be touch and go. You know? I don't want to be in the air with the dumb and dumber style, running back and forth, you know, when you got all the laxatives. <laughs> Goes to the toilet. I think what I have found out, though, uh, I've been stretching this out for a week, This uh, just saying you have a colonoscopy. I'm not afraid to admit it. Get that age. Little man in the box gets that age. Uh, 
People want nothing to do with it, though. It's a great excuse to use to get out of anything, you know. Even when I said, um, hey, I'm coming into the, you know, I'm not going to bring that into the studio. I'm going to call and ask. People like, whoa, okay, go. All right. Keep that away from us. Whatever whatever it is going down there and going out, in and out, calling blows or whatever, keep it out. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, I feel like um, I finally feel like, like like a woman talking about a period to guys where guys were, well, I don't know what goes on there with the whole period thing or what kind of witchcraft and blood work, but all right, you just fix it. That's how everyone is with this call. <laughs> My buddy Dick has to pick me up tomorrow because they, you can't take an Uber home. They, they, He's like, what do I do? Do I line? Do I line my car up? Do I uh, bring diapers? Or do I put saran wrap around everything? So anyway, so I didn't want to bring that into uh, SGPN Studios and uh, <laughs> have to come run it back and forth. I am a little nauseous here, but uh, it's great. I got a, uh, I, 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 people like to overshare anyway, so I like to overshare back with them with that has nothing to do with it. My neighbor, I told you this before, it's been this lady and neighbor's crazy. She, she asked me for like a ride, and uh, um, she knocked on my door randomly on Saturday. What's up, Lane Elliott? Good afternoon. Glad you catch your love. Absolutely. Um, I got the knock on the door Saturday, like the random friendly knock that, you know, the I'm a neighbor, which is terrifying. It's just to me. It's just, that's just as terrifying as the cops, like, you know, pounding on the fucking door with their billy club or something. You know, how cops do that pounding thing. They should probably switch it up. They should, you know, that, that thing's kind of gotten old. Cops. We know it's you, cop, when you fucking knock like that. You should switch it up to the friendly. Although, that's to me, it's just as scary. That's the white person's version of the cop knock is the the friendly neighbor. It's horrifying. Terrifying. I'm not saying one's scarier than the other because both can lead to all kinds of things. Mine, she asked for a ride. Fucking crazy. She's just crazy. Why can't you get a goddamn Uber? And her husband's fucking little nervous. She's just a wackadoo. I've talked about her before. And uh, without even caring, I was like, I'm getting a colonoscopy next week. I can't deal with this. So you don't, you don't want anything to do with what's going on with me. All right? I'm cleansed. I'm getting everything out. So I can't be in a car with you. She's like, okay, hands up. It's the perfect excuse. I'm using it for everything. Saturday, I got to get out. People want to do this thing, some concert thing out in the fucking clearia. Hey, I can't. Colonoscopy. All right. Say no more. No concert for you. No outdoor. I can't be around things. I got to be close and tight to a bathroom. Then I got to watch the fight, which was great. Uh, Saturday night. Got to stay home alone in the box. Getting ready. Tomorrow's colonoscopy. And I watched the uh, Crawford fight. He uh, destroyed him. It was supposed to be even. It went off for minus one eighty. He killed him. Uh, it was great. It was a great fight. If you had money on Crawford, I had I had him to knock him out in the tenth to twelfth round. A prop bet there it was like plus ten fifty or something. All he had to do was last thirty more seconds. 
30 more seconds. And he didn't even go down. The ref stopped it. I mean, granted, he probably should have stopped a couple rounds earlier. But 30 more seconds. Come on. At this point, he's getting he's getting he's getting abused. Just let him let's let him hang around there, right? What I thought was the weirdest thing about that boxing match, if you want, if if you didn't pay ninety dollars for pay-per-view for that, which is insane to me. I've said before, I I have a uh, I have a shady hookup where I get all the pay-per-views. I watch this and the MMA, actually. Um, all, but all, all legal on my part, just not legal on their part. That's what I found out. A system we got to pay in cryptocurrency. Not on the up and up if you got to pay in crypto, but that's fine. But I've, I've, I did some digging, and apparently if things go wrong, I'm not in trouble. They are. So, well, you know, I'll take, I'll take responsibility. It's an amazing deal. Anyway, uh, point is... <laughs> the fight was fun, you know. I mean, I, I only liked the fight because I didn't pay for it. Although I lost the bet, um, I did have Crawford though. Although I parlayed him with Poirier, who in the MMA got fucking kicked in the face and knocked right out. But uh, the boxing introductions is weird, you know. Uh, he had Eminem come out. Well, it's pretty amazing. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You hear the song. You heard the music. Dun, 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 dun. Then Eminem comes out. And it's him, and he introduces fucking Crawford. He's like, that's next, you know, champion Crawford. Crawford. And everyone's going hype. And then, uh, you know, I'm ready for him to rap the song as they come out, because that's what they show, like, in the movies, you know. And fighters, you know, they rap live. That's why they're there. And uh, nothing doing. Eminem just walked him down the aisle. What? What do you, what, what is this? Oh, uh, you, 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 sorry, Crawford. You paid for the appearance fee. You didn't pay for the performance fee. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's another five hundred thousand dollars for me to wrap sixteen bars with you. I'll walk with you though. That's fun. How's that? You know, this is like uh, my cameo, if you will. He walked and went to storm then he gave me like a tap on the shoulder. Okay, I'm out of here. I'm hitting the I'm hitting the casino. I'm hitting the slots. I'm hitting the fucking high stakes tables. Tell me how this fight goes. I'm sure you'll win. You're the best. And he did. He killed him. Uh, knocked him down three times. Crawford had a funny quote. He said, how'd you get Eminem? So I think he didn't want to mini-pay. He said, I don't know. You know, just finding a rock in a haystack. I just reached out and he said, yeah, you're my favorite boxer. I want to do it. A rock in a haystack. Well, all right. I, I see what you're trying to say there, but he's a fighter. I never make fun of fighters for, for dumb quotes. Other athletes sometimes, but... Uh, <laughs> some of those quotes, some of those, you know, what I mean, you're a boxer. You get punched in the face for a living. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should mix up your metaphors. I, I prefer my fighters to mix up their metaphors. And I know, then you know, you got a champion on your hands. You know what I mean? Um, Lane Elliott, Isaac Cruz. That was a big dog. Good bank on that. Isaac uh, hitting the Isaac Cruz, Lane Elliott plus 380. That was nice. Yeah, I, um, I had Crawford to win, but I lost that part. Like I said, I had the TK, I had a TK on the tenth, twelfth prop, which really would have really would have shipped it. But I did have him to win by a KO in three main. It was it was crazy how one sided that fight was. But it is what it is. Anyway, like I said, we have Eminem, we have Crawford, we have colonoscopy so far on the bottom line, Bob's. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for joining us. Let me uh, let me talk to you real quick before I bring it. Like I said, we'll have World Cup 
Ladies and MLB bottom line bombs. I will detonate at the end of the show. I'll talk some NFL next after this quick read. And then, uh, and of course, a man in a box segment to wrap this thing up. But first, let me tell you about the Sports Gaming Podcast. Patreon's perfect for the diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast and ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGens. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gaming Podcast is always and will give out their picks for free. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And with that, we are back. Welcome. I keep welcoming people back. Um, I got to get it. I got to figure out that. I got to get on that Patreon. I'm, I'm sure I'll be a part of that Patreon. I don't know if that's it. bottom line bomb Patreon or GPM. Either way, it'll be a good thing. Either way, it's a good thing to sign up and help help support because we do give out bombs for free. That's for sure. I gave out a soccer bomb last week, last show. I gave out that Norway minus two. They won six nil. That was an easy bomb. We just missed a top ten. God damn, that, that hurt. That hurt more to me than... Uh, Spencer not being able to last to the tenth round there, not getting knocked out. <laughs> the ref stopping with thirty seconds to go because, uh, because that that was a man's you know life in danger. <laughs> so I can't get too upset about that. Come on, hold him up for thirty more seconds and have him get paralyzed or brain dead. Like now, the the ref should have stopped that fight. Better he should have stopped it earlier. But uh, Garrett Higo came one shot out of the top 10. That was a plus 850 top 10 play. Bomb. But, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades. Like I said, it didn't hit. Didn't hit, didn't hit. But anyway, we did hit that big soccer bomb, though. But let's talk uh, some fun NFL stories. Because NFL, uh, speaking of those win totals, I will be doing some previews, some futures. As August rolls in, now that it is August, I didn't want to talk... I know there's a lull in between before football, but I don't like to, I still don't like talking about it before August because it's once you get into June and July camps, it's you're pushing you're pushing things. Savor some of the savor some of the time off because once the NFL starts, it's it's intense. Uh, what, I love it. We we can't we can't wait for it. But I'll give out some we'll give out some a lot of future come August that'll put probably be mostly the month of August and win totals. I like a lot of them. Um, Denver's already starting off hot. Sean Payton. Sean Payton, of course, had some comments a uh, couple days ago. Trying to, he came in. Comments it was a whole fucking thing. He came in. He's trying to defend. He, he's trying to get the Bronco fans worked up about Russell Wilson and how he wasn't a disaster last year, which he was. They were the worst offense ever, and he blamed it all on. Uh, their old coach Hackett, who's now the offensive coordinator for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers' buddy, and he did things that coaches you normally don't do. They just absolutely slammed on the coach. That was the worst coaching ever. They couldn't even get a play in. He's brutal. Where, what, whatever happened to him? He's actually coaching for the Jets now, John. You're going to see him week four, am I? Oh, all right. Well, maybe I should have done that. Uh <laughs> he's kind of a jerk about it. He wasn't wrong, particularly, but. I get you get what he's trying to do. And then he apologized for it because he had to. He's like, I just had my fox hat on. You know, I was a broadcaster last year. For, what? First of all, 
you never said anything fun like this at Fox. If you did, we would have watched you. You said nothing at Fox. You, you said something like you wanted to get a job at Fox. And now that you have a job, now you don't give a fuck. Now you should say, who cares? Now it's fun. Oh, man. So he just trashed the Jets offensive coordinator, Hackett. Who, what I love about Hackett's never said anything about it. They've interviewed right, Sean Payton, had his comments, he had apologized. Then, then they go to the Jets head coach, Robert Sally, who had like some fucking like dad quote. He tried to, he quoted a rap song or something. He's like, well, if you don't have any haters, I guess you're not popping. Okay, fucking Rico, Rondi, whatever the fuck the rapper is. <laughs> if you don't have any haters, you ain't popping. I hate that fucking term anyway, by the way. Hater. You're just a hater. Hitler had haters because he was popping, baby. I mean, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if you don't have any haters, you ain't popping. That shark that killed a baby. Ah, you're just hating on him. He's popping, baby. Osama Bin Laden's popping. All these haters, all these government haters. A lot of times these, these quote-unquote haters are just people who uh, are calling you out for your awfulness. Ah, you're just hating. You're hating on me being a terrible person. Why, why are you calling that out? Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of which, I... Um... I'll finish this. I'll finish this thought about Sean Payton in a second. <laughs> I mean, online is a good example of how everyone's hating, and and I hate, and I don't, and I hate hating, and I. That's where you know the trolls, or whatever. And I post these man in the box videos online. And I get, you get comments for it, and I get it. So I try not to engage with some. It's just so fun. And I pay. I today I posted a Jason Aldean one from last week's episode. Uh, which I I I almost regretted posting because I'm like I I just you just know people don't, people first of all people don't get jokes online which I understand fine but they just love just going right to fucking left or the right you know and they said you know it's cliche to say it's tribal and all that shit but like it is it's fucking nuts people are out there but like hey are you Republican I can't, I go to comedy shows are you Republican are you Democrat they want to know. Like, who fuck you? Who cares? They're all awful. So the Jason Aldean video, I even said in the top of the video, both sides are wrong. My take, if you didn't know. Both sides are wrong about the Jason Aldean story. People say, well, is it right? You know, it's racist. Eh, it could be. It's a country song. That's their business model. That's what they do. And... But the other thing is they look too deep into it. The other side was crazy, too. Like, ah, the good old boys meant, you know, just government group in Tennessee in the 1800s. Yeah. I don't think LD knew that. I think he was talking about the Dukes of Hazard, those good old boys who hated cops, by the way. Anyway, that was my point. And he and he just put this comment on. This guy comes on this comment on. There's fucking like three paragraphs just today. Called me a left-wing nut job. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. He's like, if you think that you're a fucking idiot left way, and he just starts screaming like you know all these things. And that's got everyone. We don't get fucking. We're not screaming about a song. Well, who's screaming? You are. Anyway, those are hate. I'm getting haters. That's me. I'm just popping. The man in the box is popping. So I get a bunch of haters. It happens. Just like, uh, just like these jets. They're popping. So they get 
They get haters. They get Sean Payton hating. Hating Payton. Um. So, yeah, so the interview, Sal, not interviews, they asked Sally about it. They asked Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers comes, of course, and defends him. He, which is great. He was, he's, of course, and he's a, he's an idiot though. He goes, he, he's got to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. He does a Will Smith on him. Because he's friends with him. He said he's the reason why he went to New York. One of the reasons. Uh, <laughs> all of Aaron Rodgers' friends, by the way, in football, all his football friends are terrible. Not terrible, but, uh, you know, they're either washed up. Randall Cobb's his friend and fucking, you know, now, now Hackett's his friend. Terrible. Hackett is a horrible coach, as he's proven. Last year in Denver, he was terrible. He was so overwhelmed. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers makes him look good in Green Bay. He'll probably make him look good here in New York, too. Why'd you cut my buddy Jordy Nelson? Because he's 45 years old, Aaron. Well, he's my friend. Sign him. Stop holding his hostage. Why why is it why 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 isn't uh Hackett an offensive coordinator? Well, I don't know if you saw Denver play last year. <laughs> but the play clock terrified him. The entire crowd was Bronco fans would count down the play clock from 40 because they knew it wasn't coming. Keep your name out of my mouth. Keep your coach. Keep your coach's name out of my mouth. What? Anyway. So I like everyone likes it. So that's the thing to do with that story. So Sean Payton says some shit. That's fun. That's true. And everyone gets upset because, well, ah, because coaches don't do that. But then you want. Do you want people to say anything or not? God forbid we had those old Parcells days. That's where he comes from, the Parcells, where people actually talked and said something. Now you want all cliches? You Would, would you rather have Robert Sally up there fucking quoting Rico Roundtree or whatever that fuck that little baby X or Jen or uh, Junior Torre? I don't, I, don't, I don't know any local. local. <laughs> New rappers. I don't know any of them. But I know I don't want to hear coming from an NFL head coach. I, that's what I do know. So please, let let these coaches say whatever they want. Let them let anyone say what they want. That's fun, and that was fun. And they play each other week four. Oh wow! It's almost like they're drumming this up by themselves. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, Robert, Robert, Robert Russell Wilson better be. Better be at least decent this year with Sean Payton, or he's going to paint himself in the corner with the thing because then he's going to say he is the worst because you because you blamed it all on Hackett. So we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, they got a running back. They got Javante Williams coming off an injury. That's a, that's been the other story during the NFL offseason is the running backs and how they are uh, no have zero value. <laughs> they had a Zoom call. A running back Zoom call to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, talk about how they have no how they have no fucking power whatsoever because they don't. They have no power. And I feel bad. And it's not it's a misnomer how they say people are like, ah, well, they're replaceable. You just find one off the street. No, you, no, you can't. And they are very valuable for the team still. Yes, it is more pass happy, and quarterbacks are definitely to more, be more protected because there's only like eight of them in the world. 
any good. But the game is built around the quarterback. But running backs still do a lot. The, the problem is they get, they get worn out. Their contracts, they, they should have separate contracts than other, other players. Like they shouldn't have to go through a five year rookie deal, whatever the fuck it is. And then because by the time of a second year deal, yeah, of course no one's going to sign them for that. That's that's that that's bad marketing. Anytime that does happen, like Todd Gurley and shit, it's it's horrible. What is Ezekiel Elliott? So then you had Jim Irsay basically say that. Another guy who he's just who's just this drunk, rich uncle who just says shit. Ursay's always been a mess, which I can't I can't criticize I can't criticize Payton for saying fun things and then do and then uh not criticize them or whatever and then not criticize jim ursay or criticize i, I, I like ursay although ursay it's just worse from ursay because he's a fucking rich millionaire and his dad was a team owner but whatever he said but, but he always says some fun he does say fun shit and he wasn't wrong he's talking about jonathan taylor he's like well this is how he this is how he tried to explain it to the reporters he goes if I died tomorrow, the NFL would go on. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was gone. The NFL would still continue if he retired. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, it is true. But why are you talking about if you, if you died? What? And he's just always like, he's always got that glass-eyed drunk, this fucking sunglass, like drinking. He's got a drinking in the sun look to him at all time. The sun drinking in the sun, as Jim Irsay. Um so then Jonathan Taylor demanded a trade. First, first of all, Jimmer seems like, gee, running back signed the deal. They know what they're fucking doing. Fuck them. Meanwhile, he's got Jonathan Taylor, probably the best running back in the league, who's going to want a second contract, and he's basically telling him he's not going to do it. So then he demanded a trade. Ursa's like, yeah, we're not doing that. Why would we do that? He has no leverage. So then <laughs> Taylor said he had a hurt. Then he got hurt. I got a knee injury. Okay. Well, then we're putting you on the non-football injury list and we're not paying you. What? No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say I had an injury. Did I say I have an injury? Like, they're, like it's, 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 I feel bad for Taylor and all these running backs because they're great. We all love them. And they do great things, but it's just the way the system's set up for them. Yes, they, yes, it's in the contract that they negotiated, but also their representatives have always been terrible. They've always been getting fucked over. NFL players in general, let alone running backs. I like the how the day after that Zoom call, Saquon Barkley signed a one-year $11 million deal. The day after the Zoom call, yeah, I had an epiphany, he said. Hey, well, I had an epiphany. I had a Zoom call. Uh, you know, half the time we're telling Austin Eckler, <laughs> fucking turn his camera on and Derek Henry to turn his goddamn radio down. And I said, uh, yeah, we're fucked. We can't get organized here. All right. But we'll do that little wave at the end of the zoom call. Okay. See you guys. I'm going to go ahead and get half my market value. What's going on with the, Vi the Vikings linebacker just signed a one year deal for 20 million. What's going on? It wasn't too long ago where linebackers and those guys, they were replaceable. Speaking of Vikings, you have Dalvin Cook, who still doesn't have a job yet. One of the best backs in football. He's on his way down, but sure, that's what happens. Football is weird like that because, especially running back, it's like the Benjamin Buttons of sports. The less you play, 
the more valuable you are. You know, they want someone who hasn't even seen a football. That's that's when you're at your peak value. Dalvin Cook, what do you what have you been to the Pro Bowl four times? Get the hell out of here. You're the last person I want to see. You're worthless to me. <laughs> oh man. Sony Michelle just retired his fifth year. I don't think he ever started. Let me play for New England. He has two Super Bowls, five years. Pretty good. But I mean, good for him for retiring, getting out of there. But like that's I, I, I doubt he made enough money. Certainly not enough money to not work anymore. Um Kobe does well. But uh like that just shows you, I mean, that the life expectancy of running backs too. It's like three point two years or something. I feel bad. <laughs> the man in the box. The man in the box feels terrible. I'm getting a little. I'm going I'm. I'm. I'm experimenting with the at-home producing. By the way. Anyway. So let's get before. So coming up, I'll get into that. Some NFL talk. I'll get into the. Lady World Cup, Lady Soccer, and some MLB bombs, and then we'll do then we'll do an actual man in the box. But first, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season's right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em's a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And it's available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where the first place gets $3 million. What? $3 million. What, what what are they doing over at Underdog Fantasy? They're just robbing people. Anyway, I mean, in a good way. It means they have good money robbing the losers to give to us, the winners. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And thank you for watching live on YouTube, by the way. Uh, make sure to smash that subscribe button and like the video. I probably should have said that earlier. We're back on the bottom line pops. Yes, as I was saying, people who are watching it live, and I see some numbers popping in. Let me go back to the comments here. Um, Lay Nellia, Captain Insano. Uh, thank you very much. Nice living room, he says. Absolutely. I got the piano back there, the box, you know. You have to stretch out. Um, Michelle did start 35. 35 games is career. That's great. Georgia Bulldog, one of the great, great running backs. Like I said, two Super Bowls, five years. I think he started. He, he didn't start for L.A. He did. Rams and Patriots. He had a great career. Um, But not the one he'd want financially, I imagine, is what I'm trying. was my whole point with that. But it is what it is. Good for Sony Michelle for not for being able to hopefully walk in his forties and fifties. That's what you're getting. That's what you're trying to do there. But anyway, like I said, thank you for joining us here live on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe. Like I said, it's on demand. But while you're there, why not hit the like? Hit the algorithm. I'm not. I'm, I'm just glad you're here for any of it. I appreciate it. I am home. If you missed the Captain Insano. <laughs> That's not my home by. It's just a uh, it's just a little general dream I have to live in a place like that. Look at that. 
piano. What would I do? I actually played a little piano growing up. Not well, but I can play it. Mom said, you have to, you have to, you have to learn, you have to learn an instrument, take a lesson. And I wanted to play the, uh, the accordion, the electric, not the accordion, the fucking keyboard. What's it, what's it, what's the electric keyboard called? Uh, is that not the accordion? What's it called? Why can't I think of anything anymore? Gotta be a different word for it. Not electric piano. There's a word for it. Uh, it's, it's, my show's gonna get derailed. Because my brain just can't. I mean, good lord. Anyway, you know, those Casio things, I forget what they're, but they're called something better than that. It's not an electric keyboard. But that's what I wanted to play. And they're like, well, that's what the piano is, you idiot. You have to fucking play. All right. All right. So I took some piano lessons from Mr. Batdorf, Charlie Batdorf. Anyway, let's get into the World Cup Lady Soccer. That was my bit last time. Like I said, we gave out Norway's our big bomb last time. Six nil minus two because they needed to win with a goal differential. And they did. And now we got a U.S. Lady U.S. coming into a situation tonight. They play at midnight, I think. West Coast time, 3 a.m. Eastern, uh, to play a little sleepover, a little lady sleepover. And uh, they play Portugal, who's an up-and-comer. They have not looked good, lady, uh, the lady U.S. But I think uh, now now they woke up old, old cranky Rapinoe, Megan Rapinoe, who was here for her coronation. She was like, I could have came in last game and helped us out. She's like bitching. I was like, they do got to do better, but. You don't want you don't want old cranky lesbian rapping all that at you. That's a sleepover. She is. She's like that cheer coach or whatever. Not cheer coach, but you know, some kind of field hockey coach. She's a field hockey coach. Who gets the girls in line? Stop fucking around, girls. It's not s'mores time talking about boys. It's time to get dikey with it. Let's play some soccer. So she's cracking the whip and they're gonna uh, they're gonna respond tonight. So we got you the it's a big line, 300 minus 350. Let me see what the line is real quick. Let's find, let's find out what the updated lady soccer lines are. Let me take a look at all of them. So they have not looked good. Their midfield's all that bad. You got Vietnam, Netherlands, minus four. Oh, it's, all right, so it's minus 363 U.S. Yikes. Portugal plus 1160 to win outright. If, they, if Portugal wins outright, U.S. is they're done. They're out. That's not going to happen. If they win or draw, they're... They advance to the knockout round. But they might also have to win with a goal differential if they want to win the group or and avoid Sweden, which which they do want to. So with that being the case, there's a pretty reasonable line at U.S. minus one and a half. So they have to win by two. I was explained gambling 101 to people. <laughs> That's very unnecessary. That line's small. That's only 115. That's like a normal bet. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to play it out. Let's take you at Lady US minus a ball and a half, one fifteen. <laughs> that was great. And while we're at it, we might as well take the over two and a half at minus one fifteen. Because I think they're, I think they're gonna score a lot of goals. I think, I think they're gonna have their coming out party tonight. 
Um, they've been they've not been good, but they when they have their backs pushed, when they realize they've been laying on locking days, it'll take a little while to get to Australia. But like I said, wrapping those cracking whips, we're going over two and a half. Bomb that. Wait a minute. What is that video? I can't wait to use that again in the baseball terms. Um, so, yeah, she called. I like how you know, Rapino called tonight's game a must perform game, not a must win. That's so, that's that's soccer for that's that, that, that defines soccer and that defines uh, how good the U.S. women's team has been. For we just got to perform, just show up and fucking perform. Just do what we can do. Do we need strategy? No, not at all. They, they, they don't. These countries don't even know the rules to this game. We, we just got to roll the ball out. We get, before we just roll the ball out there and do it nothing. And we still won and got a draw. Now we must actually perform, which I know, I know. We didn't really want to perform in the first round, but well, we have to. So They're going to perform tonight, and they will cover that one and a half. So let's stay up tonight for the ladies' sleepover. Make some s'mores. Let's talk about boys getting their PJs and girls and get a patriotic bomb. And they should win, and they will win the group, even though they have not looked great. Maybe they'll have a substitution. I'm not saying Rapinoe should get in there, although she's she's getting her way in there. The fucking coach had one substitution. Even I know you gotta do more than that. You got you, you put up the board with the numbers and you get you get about there, you clap, you clap above your head. It's a thing with soccer too. It's so weird. It's so weird when they clap for the player and the player claps back to the crowd. I hate the whole fucking it's so weird. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. What? No, I paid money to watch you play. Don't thank that's ridiculous. It's so insincere. What's with the kids? Before the game, too. That's so so creepy. It's creepy with the men's soccer. It's even it's not as creepy with the women, but it's just weird. Why does everyone get assigned a kid to hold their hand and do the national anthems? It's just fucking weird. I don't get it. The World Groomer Cup, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so those are two good bombs for the American soccer game, the U.S. ladies soccer game. And now let's talk a little baseball. So I also have MLB bombs that I want to give out for today. Um, the trade deadline's happening, still happening. Not too much crazy things. Max Scherzer went to Texas. Uh, the, uh, the Mets, the, the Mets, they're funny. Uh, this is my favorite thing when teams do this during uh, this during the trade deadline. They'll, they'll trade away some huge names, and then they'll be like, no, nah, this isn't us giving up. What are you talking about? What? No. This is not a sign of surrender. This is... We wanted to move some things around, give other players a chance, you know, players you've never heard of, and get rid of players that everyone's heard of to teams that want them, you know? So Max Scherzer, yeah, that that was just a way for us to clear up. They paid like $36 million and stole, and it still made this afford, like save them money somehow. That's how much money, so much gross money Cohen spent in New York. And they are a disaster. So Verlander's up for grabs too, but Max Scherzer. So after they they traded Robertson, their closer, and then Max Scherzer makes a couple. Well, I I didn't come here for this. I want to talk to management. He was traded ten minutes later. All right, get the fuck out of here, Max. You've been terrible anyway. He has. He's a psycho, Max Scherzer. So actually, I kind of agree with the Max. No, this isn't. 
This isn't us uh, waving the white flag. We just wanted to get rid of Max Scherzer. Have you been around him? He's insufferable. Try when you're losing. He's even worse. <laughs> Some teams just make trades just for the hell of them. Now, the Angels have been the story of the trade deadline because they announced that they're not trading Shohei Otani, which is a terrible mistake. And now they're all in, getting, they're getting guys, they're getting awful guys too. Not all, I mean, whatever. They got Giolotto from the White Sox. They didn't even get Dylan Cease. Like, why do you, whatever. They're a terrible run organization. Art Marino is one of the worst owners. And he's dumb. He's just dumb. Shohei is gone after the season. He's gone. And then you trade all your prospects for for you're not to not you're not even gonna make, they're not gonna make the playoffs. They're like five games out. I get you want to appease him. If anything, you should have said talk to him. Say, hey, listen, we're gonna send you a couple more couple months. Come back. We're gonna have actually players for you. We're gonna trade you, get players for you, and then you can come back and play with those players. It's a win-win, win-win. But that's not what happened, and he's happy, and whatever. I hope they make the playoffs. Obviously, we all do. We all want to see Otani and Trout fucking get healthy and all that bullshit. Uh, so now they're making – they don't even know what they're doing. They're training for Rockies. They're training for any of them, anything. One of the players that got trained at deadline, the Dodgers are also trading for guys. Um, somehow they convinced Cleveland to take Noah Syndergaard the other day. That was hilarious to me. I don't, I don't know how, how they did that. And Noah Syndergaard's pitching tonight for Cleveland against the Astros. Noah Syndergaard is uh, bad. Okay? <laughs> yes, he, he is a name. He used to be Thor. Now he's over Thor. All right? That's if he's a hitter. And that's me. And that's a little preview I got for my man in the box. I had a little comic book strip coming. But uh, real quick, before I forget, let's... Uh, Let's bomb that Houston Astros to light up Thor in the trade dead the trade deadline acquisition. I love when someone you I like I love too when you trade for someone. Yeah, you got a little excitement, new life, new town. All right, here we go. Let's throw you out there, and then they get rocked. Whoa, we made a mistake here. So let's do it. Bomb it. Houston Astros minus one and a half. The second game I want to get into, um, another bomb for baseball, is uh, Toronto-Baltimore. Bassett versus Gibson. This line keeps moving all over the place. It was at 125 earlier. Now it's at 136 for Toronto. Either way, I still like it. Uh, Baltimore is on fire. And it's, not, it's, not, it's not great to go against uh, a hot team like Baltimore right now. And they are hot. They just took two out of three versus the Yankees. Uh, they were on a nice streak on the road. But that's the thing. My, this is my one of my one of my favorite only trends I do in baseball. I don't like to bet baseball too much because it's a lot of work and it's a lot, a lot of up and down. The one is fading the Sunday night ESPN winner. The Sunday in baseball is a fun is, is always a day where like they get your Sunday lineups. They don't give it in. They get ready for the week ahead of travel. It's, it's like old man travel. You get Sunday scaries. Starters barely play. They don't want to play at night. It's always in the afternoon, so they can get you know get home and get home to their families and uh, get ready to take the train to Rochester or whatever the fuck. It's good. That's old baseball. But (laughs) 
But ESPN came around. They're like, let's do Sunday night baseball. They do a whole thing, the crowd. And anytime the Sunday night baseball winner and loser has to travel after that, they're usually asleep at the wheel come Monday. And so Toronto, which was just at home this weekend, they don't have to travel anywhere. So now Baltimore's heading there, so it's a bad travel day for them. They're taking the steam engine up to Canada. You got to you gotta get the fucking passports, and the uh, they're making you download apps just to get in there, the Arrivacan app, you know? Everything's a goddamn app. Can I just get, show you my papers and get through? Nope, download the app. It's easier that way. Cedar Sinai, give me a call. I mean, they don't they don't let you go with that shit. Um, actually, no, that was a different one. That was my blood work. Anyway, what am I talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Toronto minus one thirty six. Let's just bomb that. Sit at home is very good. Gibson on the road is splits are awful. So, I actually really like that play. So it's Toronto. And Houston on the run line. And a couple soccer bombs. Those are four, four good bombs. All right. And just like that, um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna that's pretty much all I want to do for the, that portion of the show. Now let's go into the box. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't believe it's kind kind of working out. The uh, at-home producing thing is going on. Um, I mentioned what did I mention? Oh, Thor. Oh, I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, superhero movie guy. I don't dislike them. I don't seek them out. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. It's just ridiculous. The onslaught of fucking and the universes and the, and then you could tell they're just making these movies just to set up other movies, introduce characters, to set up other universe. It's it's pretty gross when you look at it that way. That used to be my joke. There's so many of them. I, I can't keep up. I'm O for Thor. You know, I haven't seen any of the Thors, which is not a, which is a lie because I have saw the I did see the funny one, not Love and Thunder, the uh, Rangacork, whatever. It's pretty funny. Um, it's a legit comedy. Anyway, point is, what is the point? The point was, oh, I saw. Uh, now, now we're getting sick of them. I guess they're saying that's what they're saying because Barbie and Homer did well. That's not true. They're going to keep coming with more of them. Uh, but the recent bomb was the Flash, and I saw the Flash the other day. It's on my illegal cryptocurrency TV thing, so I watched the Flash, and uh. It was fine. It was good. I liked it. But it bombed, and people want to talk about how it bombed. And they're saying, and they, they do say because it's because of Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller was the star of uh, The Flash. So there's been a lot of articles about why did The Flash bomb? And if you look at it, why did The Flash flop? And I don't even know if it did flop, but like I said, I don't understand what they do with box office statistics anyway. But here, here, here's the thing they said about Ezra Miller, which I don't believe is people were boycotting because of Ezra Miller. If you don't know who he is, he's a fucking uh, 
he's the Flash. He's an actor, and he's an absolute fucking lunatic. He got like arrested like five nights in a row in Hawaii or something, like just assaulting people, playing karaoke, singing karaoke, which uh, I can be talked into saying that's okay. Um, <laughs> so people are like, I guess he's terrible, you know. He's like he's on his uh, Shia LaBeouf kick back when Shia was a, used to act up, you know, and. Uh, some people boycott it for that. So here, here's the thing I read, which is kind of funny. Though it's evident that these controversies affected the film's performance, as 73% of moviegoers were adult males, much higher than average, meaning that this is my, and here's the bunny shot for a sentence here. This is hilarious. Meaning that women and children refused to see the movie, most likely due to the lead actor Ezra Miller leading to lower overall sales. Really? Children refuse to see The Flash because of Ezra Miller's assault charges. What the fuck are you talking about? These people just love making shit up. So I, I question all these numbers. 73%. How is it? Okay. How do you? I'm not saying it's not 73% male. I want to know how do you know? What, what the fuck are they talking about? What by like in all my years of going to movies at some shit like some random AMC, never have I had to show an ID or taken a poll. Are are they watching us? Are there guard are there head clickers? Guestimating ages and races and genders and all that? That's problematic. They love saying, oh, that that was 18 to 25. Who the fuck's telling you this? They get it from, I mean, I get it. And I understand how they come up with numbers. They they do surveys and polls, and then they just multiply that by a thousand. Yes, XL says the new bomb graphic is startling. I know, XL, welcome to the show. That's just for the, uh, let me put it in there. That's kind of great. <laughs> it's for, <laughs> it's for the road show. Like I said earlier. I'll, I'll get into that. I'm in the. I'm touch and go. Getting ready for that colonoscopy tomorrow, so it's the all time excuse where I can say, "Listen, I can't come into the office because I'm getting. I'm preparing for a colonoscopy," and everyone's like, "Okay, all right, buddy, keep that to yourself." Let's see a second. I gotta get this thing off. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Even if you don't have, if you're not at that age for a colonoscopy, say you're getting one. And you can get out of anything. Nobody wants you near them. Like I said, I said it to a kid to a, a man finding out about a girl's period for the first time. Like, what's that? You do what goes on now? Okay, whatever. You stay at home. You do whatever you got to do in there, sweetheart. Anyway, um. So my yeah, mind reading. Be Petrovka, welcome to the show. Um, I want to know where to get these fucking stats of who's seeing the movies at what age, what gender, like the. What sir? And where are these people getting these surveys from? And that's another thing. If if you are if you are actually giving out surveys and you're multiplying these numbers, okay, well they stand for a hundred thousand people here. Well, then you're talking about the opinions of people that have time to give you surveys of what they're doing. Hey, I see you're gonna go enjoy yourself. Do you want to come not enjoy yourself over here for a little bit? Sure. Sure, I have nothing to do. How are you, friend? 
Me? Nothing. I'm just walking into this movie to see The Flash. Me, a male. Put me down for all the males. We don't give a shit about Ezra Miller's <laughs> discretions. You can't cancel males. I don't. I just, I'm saying I don't. I don't buy any of these numbers. I don't buy rate. I don't. Well, I have a whole thing with ratings too. I don't buy TV ratings because they're fucking. They come from Nielsen boxes. What? How can they still come from Nielsen boxes? JC, welcome. Do you know any people, any fucking fan, a Nielsen family that has a box in their TV? What? And whatever they watch, they represent all of us. In today's world of streaming, you can't. You. That's the thing. They know exactly what you're watching, but they can't tell us that they know that. So they make up this shit about Nielsen box. There's no way they still use fucking Nielsen rings, but they say they do. <clears throat> And radio, don't even, God, don't even get me started. Whatever. Don't even get me started. I just said that. And radio, radio ratings, radio ratings are so archaic. They still use their system by how many people call in on a telephone. How crazy is that? And their fucking producers, they know nothing about it. Trust me, I've gone up and down through radio. Audition and uh, notes from producers that I've thrown out the window because they were like, "Well, uh, you know, Howard Stern would do this." Yeah, great. I'm sure he did, but also producers, you don't, you never liked Howard Stern until you got successful as a producer. Producers have told him everything he did was wrong. Then he got successful. And they're like, "Oh no, this is what you do." Yeah, great. Good to see you, JC. You are catching some live. You're catching the very end. We are that's a man in a box. Don't question it. People try to say, that's exactly right with all these polls and numbers and ratings. Don't question it. This is what the numbers are. Okay, if that's what you say so. And then they tuned out 15 minutes. How about that when they break down like the hours and, and minutes they tuned in during games and shit? What? Yeah, 800,000 people tuned out during, tuned in for Otani's at bat. Then they left immediately and uh, went to dinner. Then they called a loved one or something. Then didn't think about baseball again for a week. What? Okay. So he's box office. And box office, I already told you. I already told you. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm catching myself. I already told you, listeners, what I feel about that. Don't worry. All right. Don't, cereal, I'll, 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 give out, I'll, I'll give out. I'll give out the bombs towards the very end. I'll recap it. Just uh, cereal for you, your listeners, uh, just so we can do that graphic again and terrify everyone, including XO. Uh, box office numbers, they, they use, which is hilarious to me, they use by how much money the tickets cost. So, like, Barbie's going to make more than fucking Star Wars because tickets cost $20. Oppenheimer, you can only see in a goddamn IMAX 70 millimeter. Tickets are $95. I think only 15 people have seen Oppenheimer, but it makes, a, you know, $80 because that's how much tickets cost. All right, those are exaggerations. I told you I already saw Oppenheimer. More like Nappenheimer. I couldn't see it after 6 o'clock. Don't see that after 6 o'clock. I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway. Um, I was going to talk about the Pat. Since, since people are coming, maybe I'll I'll stretch this box a little bit. I was going to wrap this up and not talk about the because uh, Pee Wee Herman died. I wanted to talk about Pee Wee Herman a little bit. 
Not much to say about that, actually. Not much to say. Imagine, imagine that at a funeral. I'll, I'll be great at your funeral. Not much to say. We all saw. We all know what he did. You know. I'll talk to you a little bit. Yeah, at the end, I don't. I'll give him a little respect and not have Pat McAfee story following the Pat McAfee tweet. I like. Did you see that? By the way, anyone that Pat McAfee, uh, the guy who just got. Speaking of $100 million to go to ESPN to say Cuzzo uh, and do his John McLaughlin group on steroid show. What are you fucking stand? I, I, like I said, I got to I got to stand up during the episode. Tank top stand up. Whatever. I don't want to hate on McAfee. Um, he is what he is. It's fine. You get it. He's got a big show. Good for him. But he, he threw a tweet out there. Someone tweeted about Michigan State's awful uniforms because they're ugly. And they are. Ugly. Like, who thought this was a good idea? And then he tweet replied, trying to do a joke. And this is, this is the dangers when you have athletes and sportscasters trying to be comedians and not the other way around. That's what, this, that's what I am. <laughs> trying to do a joke. McAfee goes, well, oh, I, I rumor had it that Larry Nassif uh, had something to do with the design of the uniforms. Or Larry Nassar, whatever the fucking that trainer was who molested 200 athletes. He was doing a thousand years in jail right now. He got stabbed recently in jail. Horrible, horrible person. So he's getting backlash for that. He's like, for what? You know, and he's he's doubling down now. I'm not changing, bro. You know, hey, this is what I am. He posted he posted a Stephen A. Smith gif of him going, apologize for what or whatever. And so he's getting backlash. Obviously, I'm not offended. I'm offended. Not because of the Larry Nassif reference. I'm offended as a comedian because the joke made no fucking sense. Like, what's the joke? The joke is, oh, these uniforms are terrible. Yeah, well, Larry Nassif probably had something to do with it. What? What are you, what are you trying to say? Because he's a horrible human being in one end. Then he'd, he'd also be a bad designer of clothes? What? And I get the meathead logic. So you have to think, Captain Sena. It's... uh. It's not even a rape joke. It's just like, oh, this guy's a rapist. So let's just throw him in there as a reference to that. <laughs> you know, like, this guy's a rapist, so he's bad. So he's just everything else. He does, but what? Anyway, I don't want to get worked up about that. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm more offended as a comic than later. And XL, yeah, I talk about it at the top of the show. Go on, Osby. I'm fine with it. I'm ready. Can't wait. Lighten it up. It's touch and go. You got to do it. Everything else, appreciate it, though. I'll show it anyway. Yep. The man in the box. Anyway, Pee Wee Herman, nothing to add. <laughs> uh, Pee Wee's big adventure in that movie. First of all, he was just incredible. Paul Rubens died today, Pee Wee Herman. Oh. He had the kids' TV show. It was a stage show out here. Phil Hartman played the... Uh, a floating gypsy, gypsy head or whatever the fortune teller had. Um, it's always weird adults doing a kid's show. So that's a fine line you got to do, you know. And I think he did it. He did it right. Because you have to do it. Kids shows aren't easy because you have. A, there's nothing worse than what adults think kids want, you know, or like. But Pee Wee, Paul Rubens. Pee Wee was a character. Paul Rubens was the actor. Paul Rubens is dead. Pee Wee lives forever. Anyway. Uh, 
So you always worried if he, like, there was that guy in England, Roy, whatever, who fucking molested all those kids. You always worried, like, well, what's going on here for real? What the, what's, what's the deal here, Pee-wee? Uh, and he only had that one scandal. It was him uh, jerking off in a theater. Can you imagine that even being a thing nowadays, jerking off in an adult theater? He was just ahead of his time. Um, But you could tell, you know, he was probably worked up. But God forbid. He needed to go out and get a little release. Um. Yeah, Large Marge sent me. Then, but then the movie was amazing. Tim Burton directed, right? If I recall, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. If you haven't seen it, it's it's just fucking amazing. The the sequel not so good. It's just bizarre. It's great. Yeah. The movie. I mean, come on. The Pee Wee dance, for Christ's sakes. He became a phenomenon. He came out of his own dance. There's a hands in front, hands in the back, in a suit, a glass. Uh, I'm not going to do the impression, but uh, it was incredible. And I was, everyone's showing clips of it, of course, now online. And like a lot, a lot of biker gang comedy. Biker gang comedy was more of an 80s genre. You don't see too much like, biker gang humor anymore. Um, <laughs> that was a good genre, though. Biker gangs always these are you know tough burly guys, and rap song of course. Um, but the one time when he becomes friends, that was a tequila song. We did a tequila dance. They became friends with him. Then they send him on away, and he goes off. He's got they got the vest over his suit, and he go he runs right into that wall and falls over. It's pretty pretty good physical comedy. So, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, rest in peace. Paul Rubens, seventy years old, had a. Uh, a quiet battle with cancer. That was always weird to me. They announced it. Like, so, uh, last six years of battling cancer, he, he lost a quiet battle with cancer. Let me let me add on that um, as I have my colonoscopy tomorrow. Uh, if I have a battle with cancer, it will not be quiet. You will know. Okay? It'll be loud. I'll get the GoFundMes, the Kickstarters, give me monies, and let's parlay this into a fortune because I got a loud battle coming up. Quiet battles. Fuck that. I'm making brand names. I'm making Twitter handles. I'm making TikToks. Merchandise. <laughs> man in the cancer box. Oh, man. We're, we're, we're starting to lose it. All right. So we'll give out. Last Pee Wee movie was hard to watch. Well, <laughs> it's going to be even harder now. You're welcome. Um, so that, that was my past last show. Uh, to recap, for cereal, my soccer bombs was lady, U.S. ladies, minus one and a half at minus 115. Bomb that. Over two and a half bombs. Baseball, we have Toronto Blue Jays, minus 133 bombs. And Houston Astros run line, plus 107. Uh, Syria, my U.S. 
No, I'll have to give you the logic. The logic is they're they're gonna want a goal differential, and they've they've angered old sis Rapino, and she's she is she's put an end to this cupcake party, the sleepover party, and having these girls score some fucking goals, and that's what they're gonna do tonight. So, uh, it's a, it's a late it's a lady sleepover, midnight West Coast, three o'clock Eastern. So, get your Ouija boards, do your <laughs> your uh. Float like a thing, the carpet, the whole thing, and uh, you know, what's the thing with the two fingers and they light like a feather? Like what they do, girls in the pee and all that shit. So nice. All right, that's gonna do it for today's bottom line bombs. Thank you everyone for joining. Like, like I said, if you're on the YouTube, which is about a lot of you today, hit the like button, please, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube. If you're listening on SoundCloud or wherever the fuck you're listening to it, subscribe to the YouTube page. Bottom line bombs on SGPM. Um, because I think that's where we need the algorithms. And there's the Patreon and all that stuff. Um, follow me on the Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, other than that, that's about it. I'm gonna play a theme song. Look, look at this, look at this little thing I made. If you like the bomb, if you like the bomb noise graphic X, check out this new one. All right.